What is up, guys? Welcome back to Lost Time. I think it's episode 9, could be episode 8. Not really sure. Either way, today I've got a great guest on. I've got Josh from Legends Shall Fall out of California. They are a deathcore band. Josh, can you hear me? I'm all right here. Perfect. Let's let's start. So, I'm diving in like super early to this, which I typically don't do, but <laughs> I'm going to do it just because Warp Tour is still going on. The last final full country tour. I think that's like the whole name of how they're saying it, the final full country tour. Um, again, as everybody knows, I'm super sad about it. You guys actually had, even though it didn't make it all the way through, which is totally fine, you guys were actually able to have like kind of a battle of the bands thing in California for a slot on a stage at Warp Tour. Is that true? It is. Yeah, we got to about the second round. Um, a little sad about it, but it's all good. It was a huge opportunity. That's okay. all good. That's it's and it's the it's honestly at some point it comes down to where it's about the experience and the exposure. Yeah. And for anybody who's listening, um, who for anyone who's listened to my previous episode with I'm not sure if you know them, Josh. Um, they're they're pop punk, but it's a band out of California called Sincerely Me. And they kind of did that. And they actually did. And it was in front of their panel was like Kevin Lyman. Mm. And I think the drummer for Escape the Fate and some other crazy people. But theirs was weird because when I was talking about uh, talking about it with you the other day, I was curious just because they like the the number one slot was supposed to get the slot. Like the first place was supposed to get the slot. Like the top three bands were able to go. It was kind of weird. Yeah, I keep but, hearing there was, like, a bunch of bands that ended up playing the whole thing. Yeah, it's, and that's super disappointing, because you're always shooting for the number one. Yeah. And, like, not everybody's a winner, but some of you are. <laughs> but uh, that's, yeah, but either way, like, not every band can say, yeah, I've played on Battle of the Bands for a slot for the last Warp Tour ever. Like, that in itself is already an accomplishment, wouldn't you agree? Definitely. Yeah, so you guys, how did you guys form? Because California is a huge uh, area, area, it's a state, but it's a huge place for music of this genre to develop. How did you guys come together and realize we want to be a part of this? I hate to be kind of cheesy, but it just kind of started with me and like another close friend in a garage and whatever like that. It happens. Yeah. That, um, and it, it's so common. Yeah, and then I guess it just kind of went on from there. We kind of the split up from there. And then, yeah. Yeah, well, we were, again, talking the other day. You guys actually just got back from, like, a, how long was the break? It like was, like, 14, 14 months? months, yeah. Yeah, what, what was with that break? Why did you guys decide to take a break after you had already produced an album? <laughs> Um, our past vocalist kind of, he had like personal issues and, um, he just kind of had to leave. Uh, there was no like bad blood or anything. It was just all personal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Self-care. You got to do what you got to do. Now, what's unfortunate about things like that is definitely he's the lead vocalist. You cannot replace that. Yeah. And that's (laughs) because like, 
and this sounds so bad, but like, and I mean this with the most respect instruments, like people playing instruments, you can replace that. Yeah. The sound will stay the same, but it's that voice. And in a a perfect example of that is it actually kind of cracks me up. And by the way, sorry if I'm coughing. I'm getting over strep throat, so it's super gross. Hang on. Jeez. <laughs> super gross. But is I don't know if you listen to them. I think they're the weirdest band ever, but I still listen to them. Falling in reverse. I've heard a few stuff of them. Yeah. yeah they're, they're super weird, and a friend of mine, we – have because I play college soccer mm. and we were like oh we get to put songs on the warm-up CD what song should we do and she's really into falling in reverse she's like I want to do falling in reverse but all of their songs are extremely inappropriate like we couldn't play those out loud yeah. and <laughs> but where I was going with that is that the lead singer his name's Ronnie Radke yeah he was the lead singer of a band called Escape the Fate yeah which I had just mentioned the drummer was on the panel for the battle of the bands it could have been the same one you guys were at. I am not sure. Could have but, been. Could have been. But Ronnie Radke made the band what it was. So he was the lead singer of Escape the Fate. Pretty much, if I understand this story correctly, got kicked out of Escape the Fate, created Falling in Reverse, and became a bigger band than Escape the Fate. Pretty much, yeah. So, but that goes to show you, a, a guitarist cannot do that. Like, they can do that, but it's not the same. Uh a drummer, they can't, it's it's just not the same, it's the sound. So, with the whole 14-month thing, there's no, yeah, there's no avoiding that. Sometimes you just have to make amends with the situation. But did your original lead singer come back? Um, he did not. He still, um, he still supports us a bunch, but we ended up finding someone new. Um, during that whole break, we've just been writing and writing and more writing. <laughs> Yeah, so how involved was your first lead vocalist with the um, the writing process, with the first album? Um, very involved. Um, besides lyrics, he would always, because I play guitar, and he, um, he plays guitar too, and yeah. he would kind of present stuff like that. Like, he'd show us riffs that he wrote. And that's very special and people have their own way of doing things. And so now that you have a new vocalist, how much is going to change? Because you're working on a second album, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how is that going to change? What's going to be if you were like, oh, yeah, this is definitely going to be the difference between album one, album two. What would that difference be? And how is this process different? with a new member of the band um let's see like the feel of the songs are definitely a lot more emotional i guess you can say because with that whole break um we all just went through different things so like our head spaces were totally different than the first album yes and so you could definitely tell that instrumentally already for sure now with the writing process is this new lead singer involved the same or differently or you just he pretty much came in and you guys were like hey during this time period we wrote all of these songs can you just sing them please um when he got in everything was pretty much pretty much done 
yeah um, we're still like there's little things here and there that we can work on that he still is like hey what about this and what about that makes sense yeah. so as far as recording talk <laughs> a little bit about this because i had just listened to i don't think i've ever brought this other podcast up on my podcast because it's like do you shout out another podcast on your own podcast I don't know but Shane Told from Silverstein has a podcast called Lead Singer Syndrome and it is everything that I desire to be ever and he interviewed Joe Taylor of Knuckle Puck and they were talking about really in depth with the recording process which got me curious is the difference between self-producing and a studio production because he said that it was Joe Joe said of Knucklepuck that it was extremely different and they were much more pleased with the studio production over self-production and I can understand that already from what it seems like but as far as details mm-hmm. um, what's the difference between that and what is it like recording different things at different times at different places and having to have that all come together in one big thing that works and how how difficult is that yeah this one this album is going to be a different (coughs) one around this time um so we're doing our drummer is going to i believe it's love juice laboratories in riverside okay and um so he's just going to record his drums raw I, myself, my guitarist, and my bassist, um, doing all the dry tracks at my place. And our vocalist is going to another friend of his to record his vocals. And then we're sending it off to, I believe, Sonic Assault Studios. I'm not sure of the state, but yeah. But to, to get it mastered and finish it off, right? Yeah. So how, I'm not sure what the norm is, just I do not know. Mm -hmm. Um, Do people in bands typically do that, record in different areas at different times, people recording different things, and just send it to somebody and say, like, here it is, you know (laughs) what to do, or is it more you go to, which either way, whatever you're doing works. I'm not discrediting that by any mm-hmm. means. But as far as like, you know, let's say Pierce the Veil or Beartooth or whoever, they're top of the line. If they're going to go record, are they going to record, produce, and get mastered in the same place? Um, typically, it's done all in the same place. Um, okay. okay. Some people... Like myself, I've just been self-recording for how many years it is. So um, I guess that's an upper hand that I have. Yeah. Um, Going to a studio, I feel, is more stressful because you're paying for time. And you got Mm -hmm. someone that you, like, just met. And they're like, oh, hey, you're running low on time. And here's more money. Like, Yeah, you're pretty much just throwing money yeah. in, in your case throwing money at somebody to do something that you know how to do yeah pretty much so would p- 
paying for it to get mastered? Is that just like a down payment or they're like, well, let's see how long this takes me. and I'll let you know how long it took me and you can pay me off of that. Yeah, typically they do like a deposit and then you just pay by however long you're going to be there and then however long it is that they need to do their end on it. Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So whenever you, because you guys have like three or four EPs, right? Something around there, yeah. So whenever you record an EP, is that process the same, just shorter length? Um, those EPs, we ended up going to someone for it. Okay. So you've been on, so you've been on both ends. You've done the self-production and the studio production. Yeah. And it sounds like you prefer self-production. Um, probably this time around, just cause we've gotten a little better at what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. But if, so say money didn't yeah. exist, which that will never happen, but say yeah. money didn't exist. Would you still self-produce or take it somewhere else? Oof, that's a tough one. Because there's a lot of studios out there that sound amazing, but they're definitely expensive. Yeah, but but in this perfect world that we're talking about right now, money doesn't exist. So you would would you take it there? Oh, completely in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, I feel like oh, I feel now that I asked that question out loud, I'm like, man, that was a dumb question. <laughs> You're fine. No, like, if duh, money didn't exist, I'd go. If money didn't exist, yeah, you can master my album for free and yeah. you can me for free. Duh. Thanks yeah. for your noise. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I just that's that's a process that seems to some bands, some bands I feel like are very open about their recording process and what they're doing. And <coughs> two examples that I have are ones that I just talked about, Pierce the Veil and Beartooth. Totally different. Um, do you listen to either of them? Um, I used to listen to Pierce the Veil back in back in, back my in day. the day when they were hot. Yeah. Yeah. I they were hot for me like three years ago and I was like, I remember all of those kids in my junior high who wore the all black. They were always wearing Pierce the Veil shirts and I was like, Oh, this is so emo. What's emo? Yeah. Now here I am, I'm twenty years old and I'm going to their concerts with the bunch sixteen year old kids. Children. But doesn't doesn't matter. Um Vic Fuentes did post the other day that they were working on a fifth album. That's like all he posts. He'll post that and which rocked my world. But in between those, it's like, yep, I'm going on a writing drive, like a W R I N G like writing, like on paper, writing drive. Like I'm going to drive around, get inspired, write. Hmm. Whereas Caleb Shomo, Oh, excuse me. Here comes the strep throat. (coughs) Try not to die. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, it's gross. It's so gross. Um, anyway, Caleb Shomo of Beartooth literally like had a videographer in there recording him, what he was doing. Granted, he literally, Caleb Shomo and himself is Beartooth. He writes, records, uh, all that stuff. I think he produces it. I'm not even sure, but he only uses the actual like band aspect of it <laughs> for live performances. Which is something special, and I think that does need to be documented. Yeah. But that just goes to show that each process is different, and you don't always get that inside look as to what it's like. 
Yeah, you could have the Vic Fuentes who's like, yep, I'm going to go right. I'll see you guys whenever this album drops. And I don't even know what it's called yet, but I'll see you then. Yeah. And then you've got Caleb Shomo that I've known for the past year. He's been writing. All he's been doing is writing and playing golf Jeez. all the time. And I would thrive off of those videos that were posted of him. But I, now I'm just getting on a tangent. I love it, though. I mean, but it just it amazes me hearing your process of writing and how it's so different. Granted, we're at different levels. I mean, you've got Beartooth and you've got Legends Shall Fall. They're different levels on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, almost when you do bring back money into this world, it's it's a preference. What you want, what you want to get good at, and can you do it yourself? Yeah, it's but definitely, um, it's a lot more laid back doing it ourselves too. Yeah, and I can imagine the stress yeah. being taken off. Is it kind of like, so if you do have a time crunch, okay, mm-hmm. is it almost like turning an assignment in and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be late. Yeah, and then you start kind of messing Panicking. up at the end and it's like it doesn't even come out perfect because you're just worried about yeah. your time and money. Yeah, it doesn't come out the way you wanted it because – you just filled in the last few answers with whatever you wanted to. Yeah. And now it's wrong, but most of it's right. So we're kind of okay. Yeah. So in those cases, if you went to the studio with some of the EPs, would you go back and do them again? Or would you leave it as, yeah, this was a learning experience? Either way, that answer is an answer and it's going to be fine. But some people would leave it and some people would change that. I would leave it. Um <laughs> I know my bassist is very uh he likes to hold on to old things and I'm just like dude it's it's the past like it's just yeah leave it in the sure. past but yeah uh, for me it, it's an it's an experience yeah well say in the future you guys got like which it sounds like you've already gotten better but even better at producing your own music mm-hmm. would you ever go back to your EPs and re-record them? Because hmm. some people do that with with select songs. Yeah. They'll take that song and maybe put new version like on a new album and they're like, oh, it's the old sound- song but it sounds so different or on a new EP. So would that be something that you guys might say, hey, let's take, we need one more song for the album. Let's take this one, remaster it, re like write some riffs or whatever Mm. and throw it on the album i think for the eps we'll just have to leave those but um this album we are bringing back um some of the songs on like the prior ep okay um i believe four four songs that are older are going on it yeah so have you are they the exact same or there's like have you little itty bitty parts that are changed. Yeah. Are they noticeable or is it just like as a musician and other musicians, if they listen to them, they're like, Oh yep. They changed that. I think they're a little more noticeable. Um, we've changed tunings quite a bit. Okay. And then with the new vocalist, it's definitely like you could tell that it's a different song. Oh, for sure. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. And I can't wait to listen to the album that's coming out. Don't know when. Do you know when yet? 
Mm, we're going to start tracking guitars in probably two, three weeks or so. Oh, we're getting close yeah. then. So, wrapping it up, yep. what is the future for Legends Shop Ball? What does that look like? We will wait and see. Um, see, playing it by ear. Yeah, pretty much. Just because, like... like We've been gone for so long, and so we're kind of just, like, starting over from scratch, in a sense. Yeah, but but I, I honestly, from what we've talked about, it, it sounds like it's refreshing, yeah. and it's a better process because you have more control over it with the more knowledge that you have over producing your own music. Yeah, which definitely. Sounds really good, and it makes me wonder, after this conversation, why more people don't do that because having more control over your music instead of coming down to that crunch time and just throwing things together because you got to get it out. Yeah. That, that makes no sense, but it, it's very, I don't know if comforting's the right word, but it's nice to know that there are people that still care enough about everything that their music has to offer that they want to make it just right for people and i admire that a lot so thank you for doing what you're doing with your music because that's awesome thank you well you guys that is it i've been talking with josh from legend shall fall out of california a deathcore band josh it's been great talking with you i really enjoyed this conversation (laughs) definitely until next time Yep, until everybody else sees me the next week, (laughs) I'll leave this episode here for you. So see you guys then.